This is Marcus Richardson, President and CEO of Rich Group Financial. We look forward to working with you and helping serve you in the financial service arena. So what that really means is we're going to be able to help you with life insurance for your mortgage protection, make sure that's taken care of when you pass. We're also going to be able to help you for your final expenses to make sure your burial, things like that are taken care of. We also are able to help you with retirement. So if you lose the money in the market and you want to stop losing money, you don't want to keep losing money, we can help you with that. And we also can help you with Medicare. So if you want to make sure you got all that taken care of, please reach out to Rich Group Financial. You can find us at richgroupfinancial.com or you can also send us an email at richgroup28 at gmail.com. And we'd love to serve you and help you and bring you into the family. Welcome to the Pro Formula Podcast. I'm your host, Tarek Shabazz, and this podcast is all about professional development. So if you're trying to take your professional skills to the next level, you're in the right place. In order for us to be able to continue to bring you this great content, I'm going to need you to like, subscribe, or hit that bell on our YouTube page. You can also go to our Instagram, or you can go to our Facebook account. We look forward to seeing you at our next show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back to the Pro Formula Podcast. I'm your host, Tark Shabazz, and this podcast is all about helping leaders and organizations get the most out of performance, and that's individual performance and team performance. And I couldn't be more happy to have my guest with you all today. Um, if you are in the Denver scene, his name is synonymous with the hip-hop music scene. Um, it's DJ K-Tone, who is a Westward two-time hip-hop uh, award winner. He's a three-time recipient of the Colorado Broadcaster Association Award, a two-time Urban Spectrum African-American who makes a difference. Um, and believe this or not, y'all, in March 2022, the Denver mayor, um, Mr. Michael Hancock, proclaimed March 2nd as DJ K-Tone Day. I want to bring you all to my guest, Mr. DJ K-Tone. Yeah. What's up What's with that? you, man? Man, how you feeling? Man, I'm doing great. What you been up to, man? Oh, man, I'm blessed living. You know what I'm saying? I heard you say something in the intro. You said, my next guest. I'm not your first guest? No, nah, man, we've we having this going on, man. But you'll be one of my first. Okay. Yeah, you'll be one of my first. Absolutely. Your best guest. The best guest. of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, K-Tone and I go back uh, a number of years, man. I've I really always loved his grind. I've loved the work that he's done, not only for his own brand, but the work that he's doing in the community has just been incredible. And so this episode is going to be super important because we're going to be talking about um, the importance of being consistent and just having some consistency, man. Yeah. yeah. Where'd that come from, bro? Man, I, I, you know what? I'll be thinking about that too. Like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just in me. Um, I just, I'm just never happy, I guess, where I'm at. I mean, once I reach a certain level, it's always like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Did that. Okay, that's cool. What What else? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well um, on this, first thing I kind of want to talk about is like, when did things change for you? Like, when you were going out to dinner and people want to take pictures with you and things like that. I can remember when I was uh, with the Mile High Bulldog Youth Association coaching, and one way that I knew I had landed and got on the scene was kids from other programs would start like, how can I get on your team and yeah. can I join your program? What was that moment or what was that like for you? Um, I don't remember the exact moment, but it was like that. I think I, I, I was out one time and somebody was like, can I have your autograph? And I'm like, stop playing. <laughs> 
they like, no, serious. Had a marker and uh, pen, uh, paper. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something I can and get I, used to. Yeah, something I can get used to. And I, and I think that was like mid, mid, late 2000s. You know okay. what I'm saying? Um, but it was real life. You know what I mean? And it really just started happening more and more, especially as I started doing more radio, started getting out there more. Like, that was really a thing, like, still to this day. Yeah, I, I can remember being out with him a, a time or two, and people just, like, flock to him. You know, it's like everywhere he goes, people want to talk to him. And I, I I, would say, like, he, for anybody that's in this Denver area, man, you know this guy. He's like a celebrity that you could touch and that you could talk to. And one of the things that I've always admired about you, Tony, is that, you give your time to people. Yeah. You know, somebody say, hey, man, I want a word or I need to get some. You've never been that kind of guy that keeps your head up, you know, like you're better than others. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how important it is to still be embedded in, in part of your community. Man, that's 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 the goal. I mean, that's the main mission. You know what I mean? I think where I'm where I'm at right now in life, that's the, the real mission is to give back. Ultimately, like people, when people think of giving back, they always think about giving money. It's not always about money. Yeah. Like, when I be talking to these kids or when I even just spending time with them, even if it's just five minutes, that means more to them than, you know what I'm saying, getting some money sometimes. Because it's like, you know, you're giving them something that you can't, they can't never take, get, get back, and that's time. Yeah. I mean, I've even looked at some of the seminars and things that you put on. I think you've really been big on talking about mental health and really helping people understand that, you know, you got to make sure that you take care of, of your mental health. Yeah. Does that come from you were struggling with that or where does that mental health awareness come from? Definitely, definitely struggling with it. That comes from struggling with it. That comes from a uh, lack of knowledge of having, or a lack of having that knowledge growing up and learning about it. Like, well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that. Right. Who, what, 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 what I meant? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So going back and really, and really putting the pride to the side and, and doing it, you know what I'm saying? Even like, even like just with, with therapy, like it was, I ain't start, I ain't go to therapy ever in my life until late thirties. Wow. Mid thirties. Okay. You know what I'm so saying? So you were just trying to figure it out on your own. Figure, figure it out. When was that point where you said, man, I need to, I need to go get some help or I need to figure it out. Like I said, you know, late to mid thirties, really, really when it, when I was at a, at a rough period in my life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, then going through a divorce and transition and all that type of stuff. And um, I should, I just, I, I didn't know. And the, and the crazy part is, like, you know, a lot of us suffer from uh, different different things. And, you know, I, I come to find out, true story, I, they diagnosed me with early stages of depression. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, not me. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah it, it, it's real. And it, and it, and it comes in, in, in different forms. You know what I'm saying? So I think... Um, you know, around that time, and, and the the more that I learned about it, the more I did it. You know, the the better I felt. And how you doing these days? Where you at mental mental health wise? Um, you know, every every day is every day is different. You know what I'm saying? I, for the most part, I, I feel I'm good. I'm I'm still. It's a constant. You know, it's a constant thing. Though it's not like, all right, you can uh, get get your mental health together. This year, but next year you could no. Nah. It ain't. It's, it's a work in progress. It's, it's a work in progress, and you know I'm still a work in progress. But I feel like overall, uh, I'm I'm good. You know, but some days I might. Some days I might not feel as up as other days. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think what what I admire most is uh, I think it takes courage because in our yeah. community, 
Um, it's taboo okay. to say I need help. It's taboo to say yeah. that I'm struggling. Right. Uh, we're we're supposed to be these ultra masculine men who have this bravado and who are above everything. And I can speak for myself. You know, whenever I need help, it's hard for me to ask for help. Yeah, for sure. So, like, walk us through, not necessarily what the depression was, but when you said, I'm going to set up an appointment, I'm going to go speak to a counselor. Is that Was it just that simple? Um, kind of, kind of not. I mean, it wasn't that simple because it's like, 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 like I said, I had to put the pride to the side, like, all right, I'm going to make this call. But it took me, like, really breaking down and, you know what I'm saying, probably just crying to myself and, 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 and all that to, to, well, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because whatever you're doing ain't working. Absolutely. You know for, I mean? for me, one of the things that I've been able to do to, like, try to maintain some positive mental health is I journal every single day. I mean, I'm literally in a gratitude journal every day. I take a good 20, 25 minutes because what I'm learning to do is, like, I'm running bad programming. I always tell my kids, like, I'm an iPhone 14, but I'm running it off of the iPhone 7 software. Right. right. And so I need to update my software, and that's been something that I've had to, that I've been able to use to help me improve my mental health. How about you? What are yeah. some things that you do to just kind of keep on that mental health regimen? Man, same thing. So um, I journal frequently. Uh, I do therapy, do counseling. Uh, what the the biggest thing I've done this past year is I I took I have a, a self care day. Mm. I took one day for myself. I keep my I put my boundaries up. If I don't want to answer the phone, I'm not gonna answer the phone. And you're not feeling guilty about it. Not feeling guilty about it. Did you struggle with boundaries? I did. What? Still do. <laughs> but so that's a constant. Yeah. That's, that's that's a constant work in progress too. And and you know I I think you gotta update your boundaries still too. You know, you keep them updated once a month, every, you know, because your boundary might change. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But I, that my self-care day, Monday, don't call me. No. I'll and, call you. And look, when you look at the look at the Bible, man, God rested on the seventh day. And if yeah. God needed some rest, what yeah. would make us think that we could just continuously go nonstop no. without getting some rest? And so I commend you to yeah. that. Are you sticking to that? And how I'll long have you been it. doing it? No, I'll stick to it. I, I, so I've been doing, um, I don't know the exact, but I, I'll just say this year. Okay. So like beginning this year. Um, Mondays, I just take Mondays for myself. Like I'll do, it might be different. Like one Monday, I might go get a mani and pedi, treat myself. I might get a massage. I might go to movies. Like I like going to, I'll go to movies by myself, even yeah. if I fall asleep. <laughs> I'll just go That's to a movie. good nap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watch a movie. I might. Sometimes I just go to the park. Literally, just take my shoes off, sit in the park. Like won't do nothing. Sometimes I don't do nothing. I'll sit and just sit in bed or on the couch. Or, do nothing, no TV on no nothing. And for you all that may not know, you're talking about somebody who's a real workaholic. Yeah. Is it okay that I call you that? Because yeah. yeah. for, for for the time that I've known you, it's like I am we had a basketball game. You lead a basketball game, you go right from the basketball game to a, a yeah. photo shoot, lead a photo shoot, you at the club at night. Next thing you know, we got a game in the morning, you're at the game, you're on the radio show. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know. Being able to put that into context is important, yeah. but having that self-care day, how has that slowed down or improves your productivity? Man, it, it, it definitely, it, it, I will improve my, my mentals, for okay. sure. I think it improved my attitude. I think it improved, uh, improved um, how I treat people throughout okay. the week because I think, you know, I take that day for myself and it kind of gives me time to just sit down, reflect, refresh, and I can get back, you know, start the week 
Tuesday. Yeah. On a cool note, as opposed to Sunday, because I got to my my Sundays be busy. Yeah. Sunday, then Monday I'm rushing doing all this. Then, but then I'll turn around. I'll just if there's no time for myself. I don't do nothing. I might not eat right, and I had you know had to stop doing that. I think one of the things that you just hit on is really important where you talk about your attitude change or just the way that you view people. Yeah. It's not that I want to be angry or upset. It's just I'm tired. Tired. And now I'm irritable and I'm irritated. Tired. And so are you finding that you have more bandwidth and more capacity these days? I mean, I have more, more, more capacity. I have more energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm a little more focused because I can, I can, you know, focus up. My head's a little more clear because I do take that time for myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I mean, I just feel the support. And I, I mean, I think that's one of the best things I could have done for myself yeah. as a, as a, uh, like one of the real cool things that I admire, yeah, I one to be able to call this dude, my friend is just incredible and be able to call my brother, pick yeah. up the phone and, and talk to him is incredible. But one of the things that I really enjoy is like, this dude is, is so creative. It's not just, I'm a DJ. It's not just, I'm a a rapper, yeah. which I love your music. Yeah. Um, so shout out to your music. But then you're also like a businessman creatively. Have you found that you're able to be more effective in your businesses now that you have a, a better self-care routine? And is it helping you to keep those creative juices flowing? Because I know you got to have some creativity in order to do what you're doing. Yeah. Um, all, all that. Like, <clears throat> like I couldn't be creative or anything without that self-care. That's why I push it so much. Like if you look at everything really I push, man, it's it's it's, it's self-care. Yeah. And and but we have to, especially for us though. Yeah. Black men, that's really who I'm pushing. We got the weight of the world on us, right? Black, black men and, and, and kids, man, and, and the youth. Because I really, man, I so wish I would have knew this and started this earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I couldn't if I knew what I know now regarding self-care when I was early teens or you know what I'm saying yeah I think I I, I might now were you just hard-headed like people were trying to talk to you about your mental health and you just was in denial or were you like you just didn't know about it just didn't know about it and I and, and, and I was still active when I was young but I don't think uh, it, it was just it wasn't taught like that or maybe I just didn't receive it properly oh, yeah. you know what I mean or, or maybe they didn't say it properly you know what i mean but it, i didn't know, like therapy i would have never thought about it. like i i don't i don't even recall anybody ever saying maybe you should uh, get a shrink or <laughs> therapy you know what i'm saying yeah i think talking to people just in general you know I, i've been yeah. a close friend of yours and i've had to really work hard to sometimes yeah. climb that wall because you'll yeah. put a wall up and then i'm over here trying to scale the wall to get there right. so um when, when we start talking about you know you going and talking to a counselor or something i got to be honest i'm i applaud that tone yeah. because for years just yeah. trying to get a conversation and really get you to be honest and open yeah. up um is, is therapy helping you to like like open up more just in general with people because I, I feel like it's a different tone. Like we've yeah. always been close. You've always been a good friend, but I feel like even our relationship is on a new level because we can be honest with each other yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I think it had, I think it, I think therapy has helped that um, give me some different skill sets to, you know, work on bringing some of those walls down, building trust. I mean, it's still a work in progress because if you depend on who you talk to today, they'll tell you, like, I can't. Can't get hard, yeah. I can't. I can't really get. You know what I'm saying? But little do you know, like, shit, I do more 
talking and communicating and I used to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So yeah, I definitely think I definitely think it's helped. But it's helped in different ways as well, not just with um, you know, my wall and communication, but it's helpful with, with, in, in many ways. Yeah, I, I wanna transition just a little bit because I'm seeing so much growth in you, Tone, as a man. You know, like I remember years ago I was talking to you about, man, you gotta get a nonprofit started, bro. Yeah. You know, the, the the music part is beautiful, but you gotta get back into the community and, and continue that legacy. How are you juggling and balancing? I'm still an artist yeah. because whether you wanna see yourself as an artist or not, we still see you as an artist. You still are turf DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um so how are you balancing living in both worlds? Um, not by myself. My, I, the, my biggest asset, I feel like, is my support system. Okay. Because I wouldn't be able to do none of this. Talk about it. It's, it's, it's way too hard, man. My, my support system, man, all around the board, man. I mean, my, main, my, my, my mom helped me in so many ways. Run my foundation, help with the kids. Big shout out to everybody. That helps me with my family. That runs my foundation. I love my you. Mama, Mama Tona, yeah. Mari, my sis Des, um, my kids' mothers. You know what I'm saying? My kids. Yeah. But my kids, they in the mouth too. Everybody plays a role. You now, know what I'm saying? And, and are you instilling like this teamwork philosophy into the team? And then yeah. like, it's it's interesting. You'll hear people say, "Man, don't get into business with your family." Yeah. But it's hilarious that you do the opposite. You yeah. like all of the people that are around you are your family. Yeah. How has that been working for I you? I think I think on I think because I do have those trust issues, so it's hard for me to bring outsiders in, which I'm working on. Okay, you know what I mean. But it's also I know all my family be tired of me too. So the first chance they get me, I don't want no, no, I don't want to be around him right now, which is which is fair. No, I was a coach. You know, I mean, for years, and uh, one of the things that I resigned to never do uh, was to coach my kids. Yeah. Because I didn't want to come home and they be mad at Coach T. Yeah. And I'm now trying to talk to you about your homework, and you mad at me still about right. something that happened. You know, at yeah. during the game, yeah. and and vice versa. I didn't want to be upset with them yeah. about you know what happened at practice and right. bring that into the household. So right. I've had to try to um, I've tried to have to navigate that. Yeah. Is the relationship with the the team? Are you able to like cut it off? Okay, mom is running the foundation, or she's a big part of the foundation. You 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 didn't do something that I was supposed to that you were supposed to do, so I, I'm on you about that. But then later on, we still mom and dad or mom and son. How is yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like that. It's like that. But I think you know, um, as the years go on, we've been able to. Okay, if that does happen, we'll talk about that. Then okay, see you then come be yeah, then. Yeah, or I'll see it when we when we eat or go. You know what I mean. So we talk about it even even with the kid. I so even with my kids, man. I try, like I I want them involved and I, uh, and I have them involved, but I try not to like force them though. Because if it's something they don't want to do or want to help with at that time, I, don't, I just I don't really just push the issue. So are they coming to you saying that I want to be a part of it, or are you saying I see the skill in you, or how does how are you all how are you finding that that relationship? Yeah. Um, Kind of seeing, seeing seeing the skill, like I mean, mostly with you know Kyra, my my seventeen year old, because he does photography and okay, shout out to Kyra, yeah, big shout Kai out, shot Kyra, it, guy Kai, Kai shot it, um, so you know it's and it's more so like okay, well I I'll employ you for this, but you know, so I think you should do this or help me with this, 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 you know, my other Keon was here um, recently for for one of my block parties, just employed him to you know be a part of it, but he has his own 
stuff going on with in, in college and all that, you know. So I, I kind of just really, I would like them to, you know, be involved, but I also let them do, you know, be involved at your own capacity. Yeah, what capacity? Your level that you come. Your level, you know what I'm saying? Instead of like, all right, no, I'm forced. You gonna get this job? You gonna do this? You gonna work for me? <laughs> now, are you paying them when you employ them? Yeah. Okay, so you like, I'm hiring them, or are you, yeah. are you saying, hey, um, how much would you charge? It depends me? on the event. Okay. Some stuff. Some stuff, you know. Okay, we had, you see how we had a backtrack on but that no, one. But they do, though. Yeah. We had a backtrack. The kids but like, some Dad, stuff, you still owe me for but, that last time. Yeah, but it's that. also, I, I, I try to show them, it's also important to, that's like, see, I, I look at stuff different, too, though, because I don't care what's going on. Like, even if I wasn't getting paid for my mom, I would never have my mom doing something by herself or if I know she need help doing, I'm not gonna just sit back because I ain't getting paid. Right. I'm helping regardless. Okay. So I, I try to instill that type of stuff. That family. You know what I'm saying. Kind of teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. Some you know sometimes that's hard, especially nowadays, man. Because you know, kids might not really want to do it, I, and, and not even just my. Like I look at other organizations and their kids and how people run their stuff. Like it sometimes it's kind of it's it's kind of hard because the kids might not want to, you know, be involved or help or whatever. But I mean, it's important to. For, for 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 the kids, man, and for the younger generation to understand, man, we all in it together, though. Like, you should want to do that. Yeah, man. That's something you should want to do, period, for your parents or, yeah. or your family, your elders, yeah, yeah, your cousins, your auntie, whoever it is. Yeah. You should want to be a part of that. You should want to help in some, some type of capacity. Because at the end of the day, it benefits us all. Yeah. In some form or, or some way or another. No, I, I, I certainly agree. And I think, you know, I'm giving my kids a hard time. I think they wanted me to coach them. Yeah. I just think I wasn't, I didn't have boundaries. Yeah. Tom. I didn't understand, yeah. you know, yeah. how to do that. And I didn't ever want to have them fall out of love with it. But um, you are always super family oriented. Right. I could tell that Mama Tone means so much to you. Talk to me a little bit about growing up. Where, where were you raised at? Um, and, and where did that closeness between you and your mother, how was that fostered and developed? Well, I mean, a lot of people don't know I was born in New Jersey. What? Yeah. You didn't know that either? I think I did know. You that. probably know that. Right. So I was we, I was born in New Jersey, but yeah. moved here when moved to Denver when I was about six, seven. Okay. So Denver's hometown. Denver's home. Okay. For sure. Like I don't like unless some somebody asks we talk about it, I don't really I'm from New Jersey because I was raised in Denver. Okay. That's what it is. Um but I think that all that came from it was just me and her at the end of the day. Like um we had family here for sure. We moved here with family, but it was ultimately just me and her. Like, I didn't have a grandma. My grandpa was back on the East Coast. I never knew my dad's side of the family like that. Okay. So it was only just me and her. So that's where that, why that relationship was so strong and solid. Um, you know, it was just me and her growing up. And, you know, I had to watch her work hard and, and, and all that, even when it was tough on her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to, and I think, Going even so now even talking about that I think that brings me back to why I'm so consistent in doing all that and, and so workaholic because I seen her struggle so much too I, I I was working at an early age getting money yeah because I didn't want to see her I was tired of seeing her struggle like I, I got you ain't got to worry about buying me clothes or buying this and that so you was making money so that you could yeah. eliminate some of that burden yeah some of that burden yeah for sure that's how I started okay. 
Yeah, so what, what were some of those early jobs and some of the things that you was doing as a young man that started making some money? I think the first job I had was I was a caddy um, on the golf course. Remember uh, Kent out in uh, where Kent High School was, yeah. like out that way. I remember I used to catch the bus. Far took me an hour to even get there. Mm. So I was a caddy. Um, that was my first job. I, then I remember me and a couple of my homies, like we would, uh, uh, you know, the kids that sold the candy yeah, running up on you. Yeah, yeah, so it was a company. Getting exploited. Yep. Got with them. Then we did the roses on the corner. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Did that. But that was like more so Christmas time for, for some extra money. Then I think, uh, shoot, I had like three jobs at once. It was I was working at the Denver Zoo. This was when I was like 15. McDonald's. Mm. And uh, I did outreach for uh, one of these programs. I can't remember which program. They still around the day, too. I can't remember the Denver Inc. or Kids Inc. or something like that. I don't know. Um, those was all early jobs, 15, 16. Yeah, I, I was a little dude. I was that dude that was knocking on the door talking about, can I wash your car? Uh, I, when it got cold outside, I was doing like this. And yeah. me and the homies was getting out there, and we were shoveling and so, cutting grass. So, and, so and actually, after. That, yeah, that was first. I mean, yeah. we talking about, but that wasn't like that wasn't a real, job, uh, job. Yeah. So, yeah, we was cutting lawns. Me and my, me and my brother, Jason, big shout out, Jay Cole. We was cutting lawns and shoveling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was early. I was 13, 12, 13. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, they, um, you know, my sisters and all my homies, they was like, I was the mouthpiece. Yeah. You know, they would be like, we'll help. But um, you got to ring the doorbell. Yeah. And so I was the one that was ringing the doorbell, um, you know, giving them our sales pitch. And I, re I, I recognized as a young dude that I had a talent yeah. of talking to people yeah. and also leading people to them. Yeah, because sure. I would get started. I'd sell this house on the car wash before I even left. They'd already had the buckets out. They'd start yeah. going and they say, I don't want you to help wash the car. Go to the next house and go yeah. get the next house. And so I was... I was like a leader, yeah. an organizational leader as a young person, and I didn't understand that. You having this musical background, how did that, you know, how did that start? Um, were you like the, just had a love for music, or yeah. where did that come from? Yeah, I think I, it was the love of music. I was always talented. I was always, me and my homie, big shout out, Dre Payne, my, uh, my brother, Clifton Dub. What's from, up, C-Dub? From, from, from the young, from young age, we was in the talent show, so we would just... We was always rapping, freestyling, even even still to this day we do it. But who's the hardest? Me. You the hardest out of all of them? Nah, probably Dre. Dre Payne. Dre, Dre Payne's the hard. Yeah, Dre go. Yeah, Dre's the hardest. Dub go. Dub go. Yeah. But y'all were talented. Dub's instrumental. Like he played the drums. He knows make beats. Do the drum. Real life drummer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but that's how that's how I started. Um, the, musically, you know. And I was even before that though. When I was little, I had to. Uh, Sesame Street. I had a my mom had a um, record player, but I had the Sesame Street record. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Which is my record. So it was like a little tune, like a little yeah. getting you tuned up for yeah. it. So it, it it started way back then. So the music was always in me, um, and I think you know the the, the older I got and the, and the more I grew, the more I started you know, learned about music and everything. So you know, started talent shows and we was rapping and we was dancing. Then in high school, I started making. My own mixtapes, like you know, you have to press play and record you at the same time. I, you know that. Yeah. So I was making all of us mixtapes mm. like that from the radio and from songs uh, from my other tape deck. You know what I mean? And uh, really, that's kind of how you know the music started. From did you did you ever get any kind of formal training, or is this all you just self taught? Self taught, really. The only no, nah, I wasn't no training. There wasn't no training, but big shout out to my cousin Kareem, aka used to go by DJ Criminal. He ain't criminal no more. He's Ring Burgundy. Come on, Ring Burgundy. Yeah. Um, my first year of college, 
I went to go visit him in Philly, and uh, he was a real lot, you know, hard with it there and there. And I was already on like the, on the turntable, turntable. Like he's working the turntable, yeah. real DJ. No, he real real life DJ, scratching. Okay, crazy. Uh, I was our, I was my first work study job was on the radio, so I was already in college on the radio. And I was like, man, cause you know I'm doing radio, and man, 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 you got to teach me this. And he was like, man, look, I ain't gonna teach you, but if you're serious, I'll send, I'll send my stuff to you, and you got to really just learn it on your own. Mm. And that's what he did. I remember I'd be in my set it up in my room. I was terrible. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I kind of really had to teach myself. What, what was your first equipment? Was it some turntables or a mixer or what you I, had? Yeah, I had a, it was a Pioneer mixer. And yeah, 1200 Technique. Mm. I think it was Technique, 1200s. And he sent me a Pioneer mixer. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And just some of that stuff, when you look back on it, this so invaluable. Like, he made an investment into you that really... Yeah. That really got you going because you ain't put the turntables down ever since. Ever since. Ever since. Got good with them. I, I want to just, I want to rewind just a little bit. So, like, you in high school, you guys are having parties. Are you the DJ at, at the party? And, and nah. You wasn't doing that? I wasn't necessarily the DJ at the party. Nah. Okay. Yes, I was DJing at the parties, but Cause I was I, there. Yeah. Active. You was at the parties. Yeah, you was there. Now, did y'all have, like, a little dance team and all that? Because I heard you <laughs> said y'all was doing some dancing. We had no dance team, but we was. We was active. Yeah, that's when. We, that's that's back when when we was freaking. Oh yeah, and and, and, and the house parties. And Gumbo Loves used to Gumbo shout out Loves. to Gumbo Love. That used to be so yeah, far, boy. Loves that was what set the whole party off. Yeah, for real, sure. Yeah. So, um, when you were in school, talk to me about what, what kind of student you were. Did you get good grades? Was you were you engaged? What kind of uh, what kind of student yeah. and academics did you did you have? I wasn't like a straight A student, four point oh nothing like that. And actually, you know what's crazy? I thought I was a better student. And I actually was. I just, my, my, my Matona found a, a report card transcript from high school. Yes. It was about a 2.4. I said, what? <laughs> How? I thought I was better than that. I did too. But, me and my wife got into it real quick. So me and my yeah. wife got into it. We, uh, we're we very competitive, man. And, yeah. and um, I knew I was a, a scholar. Yeah. I mean, I just knew I was a scholar. And, and then she pulled up the, the transcript because I was uh, finishing up my degree. And uh, she was like, hold on, what's all this? And I think I ended with like a 2.4, 2.5. And so um, how did you stay like stay focused in school or, or, or what took you to college if you weren't necessarily like all of that in the, in high school? Um, I ain't going to say one all over because I thought I was I was passing. Yeah. I was passing. So I thought it was, it was good. And, and honestly, man, I, I really – I didn't even think about college until it was time to go to college. Mm. I didn't think I, I didn't know what I was going to do. How did you end up getting um, to where you went? To, to, how how did you end up getting to school? Um, so that that last semester, I had to really kind of start getting serious and thinking about, man, what am I, what am I going to do? Okay, everybody else, you know, everybody talking about college, going to college, and this and that. Um, and long story short, it was a. a, a a lady, uh, dang, what? Oh, I'm gonna feel so bad. I feel so bad for forgetting the name right now. Oh, that was my people too. But she's from Denver and worked at Lincoln University in Missouri, so they did some recruiting here. Okay. Um, and we ended up, you know, well, I ended up going to see a couple schools. Like I went to Clark to visit Clark. I went, uh, you know, a couple different schools, but Thune Cookman in Florida. And um, we went to a, uh, they had a, an event in Denver. And, you know, 
bunch of us because they were trying to recruit a bunch of us. And so it was like 10 of us. We all like, all right, well, we're going to go here together. Mm. You know what I mean? And we all we all went. And it was kind of, you know, the cool thing, like it's in Missouri, so it wasn't that far. It was far enough, yeah. but it wasn't that far. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, um, the, the money was 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 cool like it was manageable for the first year or whatever and um we had that support man it was like i said there was about 10 of us so it was it was enough of us to kind of feel comfortable with each other uh, you know feel comfortable about going somewhere new um and, and it just worked out like that i mean i'm, I'm actually happy that it went like that because i didn't know i didn't know what i was going to do honestly. now the, the 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 dudes that you went to school with were those cats that you grew up with yeah yeah we was all pretty close Couple of them was my close uh, homies, family. J. Cole, Jason, my, my brother K. Reese, Kyle, and uh, the homegirl Ronette was one of my best friends to the day. Neff, yeah, it was about yeah. We was all cool. We we all knew each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and grew up, played against each other in sports or whatever. Yeah, so we all we all know each other for sure. Now was athletics a big part of your upbringing? And yeah, athlete, yeah, athletics was. But not so, like I even, I went to, I played real quick in college, but then I was like, this ain't. Football? Football. I went. Now, I didn't know that. Yeah. You got to break that back down. Yeah. But so you, you see, you I did play football. It. Did you play football, like, Little League all the way growing up? I played, up, I played football. So how did I, uh, Little League all, two, you know, two years of Wee, two years of Bantam, like, wait, all that. Played my freshman year of high school. In my senior year of high school. What? So the two, the, the two started years. Starting in. Starting in. I didn't play in the middle, which I kind of wish, I, I, some some days I wish I would have. But man, that's but that's around the time I was really, man, I was getting money. I was really working. I was, I was doing other things. I wasn't, you know, football really wasn't the focus. I kind of wish, because I, I love football though. I kind of wish, some, some, sometimes I wish I would have stayed playing. Yeah. So you always had this desire and it's, it's like you're coming from a single home. You want to help mom out. You want to be able to, to develop that. What are some skills that you learned as a kid that you still bring and use with you today? Some of the skills. Um, I think really just, well, I, well, really, I think I had to, early on, I was just alone so much. I had to just learn to live and survive. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Feed myself, cook. I learned the basic necessities of cooking. Like, I wasn't that good. Chef. Nothing until Ain't chef later. Tony. Ain't life. no Chef Tony. Not until later. Not until as of recent. But I knew how to survive. Okay. So, I, I mean, I would say basic survival skills, really. Yeah. I think for myself, I, I was like, I think gifted speaking. You know, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I always had pretty little yeah. girlfriends and, yeah. you know, all that st type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was able to use, you know, that gift of communication and that gift of articulation to really inspire and motivate and, and to lead people. And, I, and I, when I look at it and think about my childhood, it was really blossom in my neighborhood, yeah. you know, with the people that I grew up around. Yeah. What, what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? And what were some of the things that, that was happening in your neighborhood when you was coming up? So the, my main neighborhood was Park Hill because even when I first – when we moved from New Jersey, we moved straight to Park Hill. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So Did y'all have family there? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, rest in peace, my Aunt Evelyn, that was, that was the central location. So, I think everybody in my family lived around Evelyn at some point in their life. Um, right there on 26 in Bel Air. So, that's where we was at for a couple of years. Then we moved 
couple blocks away, right on the other side of Colorado for a couple of years. Moved back to Park Hill, then we was over on Ulster and in Evergreen Village. Okay. Then moved down the Mount View a little bit to Aurora, came back to Park Hill, you know what I'm saying? So, but I always played for Park Hill Falcons and Skyland, and, uh, you know what I'm saying? So I was raised in Park Hill. So, I mean, you know, uh, I grew up in, you know, I mean, at that time the neighborhood was, you know, a, a black neighborhood. It was, you know, gang infested. Um, so, you know, I was always around, you know, kind of that type of culture. Did you, you know? did you ever dabble in the, in the gangs yourself? I didn't, I didn't, but it was there daily. How, how did you stay out of it? What was like, what was your recipe to not get caught up? Because I think many of the kids yeah. that grow up in those environments, yeah. they end up getting caught up, maybe just because they don't have anything else to do or they don't understand. Like, how did you keep yourself out of that? Um, I think it was a, a couple of things. I think first, first, I think I was, I was just never a follower. Okay. You know I'm saying I was never a follower. So that's just something I, there ain't nothing I wanted to do. Yeah. And on top of that, Big shout out Mama Tony, man. She would always keep me acting. Like, there was always, even right now, bro, it's always something. She knows about everything. So I was always at this camp or I was in this program or doing this. So, you know, sometimes when when some of my homies had time to go over there, I, well, I can't, I'm going to meet you later. I got to go to this mm -hmm. program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did you like those programs as a kid or were you like, man, that's a drag. I, I want to be at the, I want to be in the neighborhood. I, I think some, like, started on hearing about the first going is like man i don't want to do this but then i ended up liking it yeah. you know what i'm saying i ended up liking it um and, and appreciating it i never wanted to get put on tom i'm gonna be honest i never oh, yeah. wanted to get put on i was yeah, like y'all ain't about to beat me up and then that's gonna be the way that y'all gonna yeah. say that we friends now is that you guys just all oh, jump me and beat me up so i i really never never wanted to and um i think for me it was i think it was sports tom that's and, and my mom, you know, I'm one of those that was fortunate to have a mom and a dad. Shout out mom and dad. Sure. Um, they they wasn't playing that. My mom and dad was strict. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. street light, get home, yeah. check your homework before you get done. Right. You know, so I think keeping people keeping people involved and keeping your kids involved is a, is an no, easy way. I meant to say sports too. Sports for sure, because sports took about took up yeah. a lot of time. Absolutely, sports took up a lot of time between. Okay, going to school, then you got to go straight to practice. By the time you get done practicing, you trying to you trying to eat, you trying to. I'm, I'm you ain't got no energy, yeah. yeah. I ain't got no energy. I'm tired. I ain't got no time to go gangbang. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for joining the show. Just a quick reminder: if you like the content that you're receiving and you want to help us out, we really would appreciate that. If you want to help, you can go to our Cash App, which is dollar sign the pro formula or you can go to our patreon account which is patreon.com slash the pro formula thank you so much your support means the world to us what would 10 year old Tona think about you today like if you could talk to him and just show him what your life looks like what would he think Man, he'd be proud he'd probably be surprised like that for real <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but i think 10 year old Tona would, would, would ultimately be proud and what would he be most proud of just so of the success, probably being alive still yeah. and, and healthy and, you know, um, successful in his own right. Yeah. If you could talk to your 10-year-old Tom, what would you have told him? Like some advice that you would have gave your 10-year-old uh, self? Advice I'd give my 10-year-old my, my self, I'd probably just I, I, I'd tell him, man, just trust the process. You know, sometimes it's not going to look, it's going to look like it's, 
is going to end there or it's going to go a different direction. But just just trust the process and keep mashing. Yeah. Don't don't give up. Keep mashing. Yeah, I think I think little ten year old Tark would be somewhat surprised. But when I really think about it, I think it, it this is natural for me. Like where I'm at in my life, I think it's natural. But I think he would look at it and be like, I didn't have that vision, Tom. Yeah. Like I I could have never seen what this looked like. I think I wanted to be successful, but I didn't have very many examples of like what a businessman and success, you know, kind of looked like. Um, as we're looking at like your kids and I love your kids, shout out to Dino and Coco and, and Mau Mau and all the babies. Uh, we already shout out my man Kai. Um, and Noble Big And Big Noble too. Yeah. Um, but, but just how would they have, if they, if they were growing up where you grew up, would they have thrived? And then if you, we're growing up now in their generation. How would that have worked for you? What would you think? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I would like to say they would. Dino put Dino gonna drive back then. Dino he yeah, he's, Dino he, gonna he, thrive. He, he, he was go a, he was a go getter. Yeah, sure. But you know, as 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 time goes on and this technology and the social media, um, it's just different. It's different. I think. Um, Tom, real quick, not to cut you off, you would have been more turned up now. Social media, oh, yeah. just the, your personality of who you were back then, yeah. if you had that same swag and that same little oh, yeah, vibe sure. and your whole little energy going, yeah. but now you had the technology because we was on the pager. Yeah, we was on We were doing all that on the pager. We on yeah. the RTD, we getting down. Yeah. You know, like our parents never took us to parties, yeah. and at least I'll speak for mine. Yeah. They wasn't taking us to parties. We were, we were way more resourceful than our kids. Well, I, think, yeah. I think you... In today's generation, you would have been popping. You would have a check mark. You would have yeah. all the followers, all and that. you would be certified. Yeah, all that. Yeah, definitely. And plus, plus our you know our hustle is different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Our hustle is different. I think uh, I just I just want things a little more. Like I I know what I want. I mean, I just go get it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't really like you know complain about it, man. We just do it. Yeah, I ain't, you know. It, it, I think with our kids, some of it is like, do we give them too much? Are we yeah. giving them too much? Yeah. All the things that we wish we had. And I, I don't think that they don't have work ethic and that yeah. they don't want to get it, but it, we just made it too easy yeah. for them. I think it's too, too easy. My mom used to, her favorite thing to say was no. Yeah. You know, this is how I used to have to ask to go outside. Let me give you an example. I say, Mom, um, I got all my homework done. I finished up all my chores. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I'm going to ride my bike over there. Me and Terrence is going to meet up, and, and uh, I'll be home by this time. I wanted to say, I wanted to give her everything, yeah. every reason yeah. to say yeah. Because yeah. if I would have said, if I had left anything else, she'd be like, what about your homework? You know you need to get your homework done. You yeah. ain't going nowhere. It's like, but mama already got it. I said no. Yeah. You know, so I think we was hearing no a lot more. And yeah. I think for me as a parent, I say yes way too much. Way too much. And I think, you know, uh, the kids have a sense of entitlement, but I think it's our fault because... You know, we just doing everything, giving everything that we really didn't have, couldn't get. Yeah. And, and we want we don't want them to uh, make certain mistakes that we did or we don't want them to bump their head or any of that. So we try to make it a little easy for them. Oh, yeah. OK. You know what I mean? I think, just, I think they're just entitled. Yeah. I think it's much. a guilt. I think some of it is guilt. Yeah. And some of it is we want to make progress, yeah. you know, from one generation to the next. It's like you hear your parents talking about, I used to walk to school seven miles a day with right. one pair of shoes. Right. And he's like, well, 
we got technology. I don't need you to walk to school, but some of that hustle muscle was developed while you was walking to school. Sure. And um, I think it's healthy to hear no every now and again. And I wish I would have told my kids no a little bit more. But then I, I'll be honest, Tom, I feel guilty. Yeah. Like telling my kids no when I know I had the means to do it. They're yeah. like, why would I say no? Yeah, me too. But I think um, we have to sometimes. Yeah. You know, I think we have to sometimes. And it kind of helps them build that that character. Like you said, it helps them with that. With that, with that, uh, what's the word? I call it the hustle muscle. Yeah, the hustle muscle. Yeah, absolutely. Let's transition into where you are present day. Um, I don't want to say how long the birthday bash is going because you're still looking young and you're looking yeah. fly and fresh and I all that. Saying, but, it's all good. but, but how many bashes are we at this point? So we, we're going on 17. Come on, Tom. Yeah. 17 years in a row of doing events for the community. If y'all don't know about the DJ. K Tom birthday bash. I don't know where you are. It is yeah. it, it's, it's it's an event like all the time. You could go to a comedy show. Yeah. You could go to a club. You can go to a what what's some of the new things that you're doing? So some so the biggest new thing is uh the the uh, basically the mental health day. So that's kind of what we build everything around on that Saturday. It's just a it's a mental health and wellness day. So really it's a mental health and wellness week. That's yeah. what the birthday bash week is now. Okay. Uh, whatever annual birthday bash, mental health and wellness week. Mm. You know what I mean? And that day we just have, um, so, you know, we have some speakers, we have panelists, um, feel, you know, some mental health specialists and, you know, people in that field. Yeah. Um, we, feed, we feed people, they eat, all that, but then, you know, we break people up. So we have a men's group, women's group, kids group. Okay. We also, you know, have a, somebody doing, like, you know, massages right there and, it's just all self-care and, you know, learning about um, yourself. And the, the best, the dopest part is the breakout groups, because, you know, um, that's, that's a chance for individuals to kind of get vulnerable and understand that's, you know, it's not just them. And they do have support. They have, you know what I mean, uh, people that's just like you. Going through the same going thing. Going through the same stuff. I think so, it's something about hearing other people say the same thing that you're saying. It almost validates it to say I'm not weird or right. I'm not weak or right. or any of that. So yeah. I think you putting that platform on is big. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely big, and you know, and that's that's kind of why I do it, man. You know, because I think there was a, a need for it. There was a void. Plus, I was going through it as well. Yeah. So I just kind of utilized my platform to, uh, you know, build awareness on. It. Man, I remember, uh, you know, early early on, and then to hear about a mental health week, it's kind of it's been a transformation. Yeah. What made you start the birthday bash, and then where's the birthday bash going to be at in ten years? So what the the actual start of it was just because I never really did birthday parties for myself or any of that coming up. One year I'm like, man, I'm a, man, I'm gonna just do some parties. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use. My, my resources and the art, the rappers, whatever I know, and I'm throwing my own party. And it really wasn't nothing that I was looking to make money on. And I just kind of wanted to do something for myself. And it ended up being a three days because I couldn't fit it all in one day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope. And it was like, oh, okay, well, I could probably make a couple dollars from this. And, oh, this was popping. Yeah, then another year, then, you know, I started getting sponsors and all that um, until it, just became like it's bigger than me now. Like it's not even it's my birthday week, but it's 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 for the city. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's really for the city, for the community. Now we turned, like I said, we turned that into the Mental Health and Wellness Week. So it's not, it's not just parties. Like, it's not even as many parties as it used to be. You we might get one or two. You still might get that comedy show, but you're gonna get this this uh, Mental Health Day. We're gonna get this. Uh, we're gonna do this bowling event to get back to organizations. You know what I'm saying? It's just different things throughout the week. I'm, I'm forever grateful for the black tie event that you threw. That was so player. Yeah. First off, it was so smooth. Everybody's clean. Yeah. Then you presenting us with a big check to yeah. our organization, yeah. and it was just like, I, I'm I'm always in awe of you. I yeah. mean, I know we partners, and it's like you, my friend, and all. But I still am like. I know this dude, but not do I, only do I know him. He's like, T, get up here on the stage, bro. Like, talk to the people. What you want to say to him? And here's a check yeah. for $500 or whatever the, the amount was at that time, man. And I just will never forget that. And I'm forever indebted to you for that, bro. Absolutely. You really helped us get my, take our program to another level, you know, with the trips that we was taking and all of that. It was like, Tony, I don't know how to do this, man, but I need to get some money, bro. And, right. and our parents don't have the money to do it, right. you know. And, and right. you use your platform. You leverage your platform. Right. To help send our kids out there, so uh, salute to you for that. And uh, the B Day Bash is coming up again in March. Yeah. Um, I, I know I kind of asked it a little bit earlier. Where do you want to see it in the next five to ten years? Like, what are some plans that you have, or some visions that you have for the future? Well, I think my vision is always changing, and my vision is always. I, I, I don't. I don't know. But what I do know is, we're just gonna keep building and growing. And even ten years ago, I, I didn't know I was gonna be during the birthday bash. Uh, giving out scholarships to kids, like right that we give out scholarships to kids. Every talk about, now I have the book award. Talk about the scholarships, yeah. though. Ain't that, that's something that you did. You just glossing yeah. over. I got you. Got to stop yeah. there for a minute. Talk about the kids that you're helping out with yeah. with the scholarship. Do the DJ K Tone Book Award, and it, it really just started with me giving one kid a scholarship just out of my pocket, not even promoting it. Just mm. you know what I mean. So I wanted to do that because I was once one of those kids in college, and you know what I'm saying. Um, needed extra funds and it started like that and it just got bigger went from one kid to three to five to ten to twelve you know what i mean how do kids apply for it and, and how do you select so they who wins those awards? so so they they just apply on my website ketonecaresfoundation.org and um and it's just a it's a real application so you know they have to fill out the app they got to do an essay transcripts uh, submit their transcripts all that now, now, is this specifically for kids in Colorado, or are you uh, so, extending this nationwide? So it used to be, it initially used to be just for kids that was in the broadcast communications field with, that okay. I graduated in. Then I stopped that. and like So now, it's any kid can apply. Like, we just had the, uh, one of the kids who just got on the board with, is in Kansas. Oh, nice. Yeah, so anybody can apply. Um, I try to make sure every kid... Yes, but sometimes, you know, kids might not turn in their transcript or they, they, letters they, missing requirements. they miss requirements that would like, all right, you got to turn this in. I don't know if they just brush it off or they don't need a couple of dollars or whatever. But, you know, we try to reward the kids who, um, you know, who, who the app is, is filled out properly and all the way. And um, we just, you know, that's I want to just expand that. Like I wanted I want to get it to where it's 50 kids a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's it going to take to do that? Um, just support, you know what I mean. Financial support, supporting these programs we're doing, donations for the for the organization. Um, really support, man. Shout out to our website again, KtoneCaresFoundation.org.
ktonecaresfoundation.org. And while we're talking about it, I ain't coming empty-handed, man. I brought, you a, I brought you a little uh, foundation pack. Come on, y'all. Look at the little foundation pack from my yeah. brother, man. Right on, man. Foundation pack, man. I appreciate it. You see, I'm repping the uh, yeah. K-Tone Foundation right there on my shirt as well, man. That's that's big. Yeah. Um, when did the foundation start? And, and let me ask you an honest question. Did I help inspire you at all to start moving towards this direction? Yeah, man, you, you, you helped me a lot, man, with your inspiration. You helped me a lot, man. You know, you, you, you talked me into you. You be talking me into a lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the foundation started in twenty twenty one. Okay. And there, and man, I, like I never, I don't know, like I never said. If you asked me like five years ago, I wouldn't say, yeah, I see myself running the foundation or a nonprofit. I, I, I didn't see. I it. remember coming to your house, sitting down at the table with you, and I said, bro. You got too much of a platform. You need to start a foundation that is doing basketball tournaments and being in yeah, a community yeah. like that. And you was like, for real? Yeah. Like kind of just nonchalant. For real? And I was like, what you mean? Yeah. yeah. People would rock with that. And it's it's the evolution of you. So yeah. I'm just so proud of you, man, and, and just what I see you doing. Let's talk a little bit about what your foundation is doing. I know I know that you got this block party that is yeah. cracking throughout the city yeah. and you're hitting all the different hoods. Like yeah. talk to me a little bit well, about that. Well the block so there's a couple different things I'm doing with the foundation, but the block parties act the foundation actually started with the block party. Mm. So okay. it started in 2021 doing the block parties. Our first our first programming was the uh summer block parties. So it's the last Saturday of the month, all summer. It's usually June, July, August, September. We didn't do June this year just so we could support our other people who had events that day. But July, August, September, the last Saturday of the month. And um it's basically it's it's really just a a big party, and we do them in Park Hill. And there's a reason why we do them in Park Hill for a couple reasons. One is because that's where I grew up at. Two, uh, there's not really much going on in Park Hill, and people still feel like, well, you know, they might be scared to go over there or feel like there's just nothing over there, but there's re there is. There's really a lot of history yeah. and a lot of culture in Park Hill. So I, I did that to kind of bring it back over there. Um, but, it, you know, we have big party bus. I got DJs on there. Um, I always have some hosts from the community. We give out community awards. So I give out the, the book awards. Uh, we have uh, food, food trucks. We have vendors. Yeah. Uh, kids zone. So we got the big bouncy houses, arts and crafts for the kids, face paint, all kind of stuff. Yeah, it's lit. I'm yeah. talking about the parties are lit, yeah. and it's and it looks incredible. Yeah. And I think that you know that just speaks to your vision, bro. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it does a number of things. I mean. The, the goal of it is to bring community together, okay. you know what I'm saying, in this particular area. But it also, um, we have the vendors, man, so we keep the the, 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 the dollar in the black community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have We have different, we have volunteers, but we also employ people. So we, now we're employing people as well. Yeah. We're exposing the community to these different vendors and these different businesses. So you might go visit this vendor. That might be somebody you needed to... Uh, you know, to, to, network, to run into a little partner. Network. Now you, now you networking and, and doing business together. You know, so it does a it does a number of things, um, and 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 the mo one of the most important things is, bro, we we is it's youth violence prevention too, man. We we taking some kids who could have been doing anything else, like I said, like we could have been doing young, we, they could have been doing anything else that day. They could be somewhere else, 
But uh, nah, come on. Give them a safe place. Give them a safe place. So, yeah. That's big. Salute to you for that, bro. For sure. Um, I, I, you know, our show obviously is the pro formula. And so I want to get into a little bit of like what it takes to be a top level performer and a, and a professional and also to have the kind of consistency that you have. We hear that you got your self-care Monday. I love that. Yeah. But like walk me through your, your daily routine. Like you wake up at what time? What time is you going to bed? What are you doing throughout the course of your day so that people could kind of get an understanding of how you get to this level of consistency? Um, I definitely wake up early. Like sometimes I might wake up at 530. I might wake up at 6. So I, I have a daily regimen. Sometimes I get off track, but ultimately I'll try to stay consistent with it. So like I'll try to, so Monday, wake up early. I'll try to make myself some tea, do 10 minute yoga and mm. stretch. Well, no, first of all, I'll pray before anything. Okay. So I'll pray before I even hop out the bed. Um, then I do my tea, yoga, and I try to journal. You know what I mean? I try to journal every day. My goal is to uh, read at least 30 minutes every day. I, I kind of got off track with that, you know what I mean? But that's the goal. Then then I do the gym. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's the most, that's that's key for me though. Because I feel like uh, I know this when I when I don't make it to the gym, my day ain't right. Mm. But that's that's mental health for me too. And it's not only physical health, but that's mental health. And if you ever hug this brother, man, this man got some massive arms and a strong neck and all of that. <laughs> no, but that's mental health. Yeah, for sure. sure. And then um, as of late, man, big shout out to, to, to Righteous Rage and, and, and they soul. But they he, he implemented this four hours of deep work, meaning just do four hours, put your phone down, don't engage in none of that, but four hours, whatever your work is. And so for me, it might be, like I could spend time researching music, downloading music, organizing my crates, uh, re returning emails, making calls, do all my work within that four hours. Nice. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, so this ain't just happening by happenstance. You you intentional about you got about getting this work done. Got to be intentional about getting the work done. And like I said, you know, sometimes you might get off track, especially being an entrepreneur and. Like you might get off track or something comes up or the kids got to be here, especially in the summers. Like because you got the kids, sure. they got to be here. You got to pick them up. You got to do all this. You know what I mean? But some type of structure. How do you get back when you like, because I think some people fall off, right? They like, yeah. everybody got a New Year's resolution. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Then they fall off. And then they're like, well, I lied to myself, so I can't do it no more. But I just heard you say, I'm not always on my schedule the way I want to be. Yeah. But then I get back to it. How do you always find your way coming back to what you do? Um. So you got to hold yourself accountable at, 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 uh, in, a, in a lot of ways. And you just, I mean, <laughs> so I don't know. Sometimes it's hard, man, but I, I like to kind of look at, that's why I try to write my stuff down, write my goals down where I need to be. Just go back and, and read them, okay? Let me let me go back and read. Like, I read my goals the other day. Like, oh, I'm tripping. Like, I didn't do none of the stuff I said I was going to do. Okay. So what so do I need to do? Them and, and, and tweaking them. Rereading them, tweaking them. You know, staying up on 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 your goals, man. Um, and, and you know, you just got you got to want to do it. You got to want to do better and, and be better and stay on and get back on track. Like, if you just don't want to, you ain't you ain't gonna do it. Like, if, if you don't want to do anything, you ain't gonna do it. Yeah. So you ultimately have to want to do that and, and be there mentally. 
Man, like you just the just the growth. You always been a real boss, but your growth is just crazy to me. Are you happy with your level of success these days, or are you still? Because I know you, and I know you always driven. You always trying to do the next thing. Yeah. Do you ever smell the roses? And what do you do? Like, what are some things that you do to like? I'm smelling the roses, man. I'm proud of what I did. Um, I, I try to give my I try to give myself grace, more grace than I than I do. Um, am I am I happy? Am I happy? I think, I think uh, I'm not happy where I'm at at the moment. Mm. No. So, is it like a number, a financial goal? Is it a number of people that you help? Like, how are you now these days measuring performance and measuring success? Um, that's I don't know. I, I I think sometimes you just get stuck. You know what I'm saying? I, for me, I feel I feel like I just haven't been creative. Mm. You no, know, so. I had to. Uh, I, I did some things. I actually created some. I don't want to say I don't hear yet because I ain't. It ain't making much. You know what I'm saying? But, but when you I come back, some, when you do it, yeah. maybe we could do it yeah. around too. Yeah. All right. But I had to do some things to get back creative for myself to get myself to a place where okay, I'm I'm happy with this. I'm happy with this. I'm not really happy with where I'm at at the like overall. Yes. Where I'm at, like you know, in my my career and all that, I, I'm not. My wife, she asked me a lot, Tony. She says, um, when is enough enough? Yeah. And um, I'm trying to answer that, yeah. you know, because she's like, is it a certain amount that you want in the bank account? Is it a certain platform that you want? Like, what is enough? And I don't know if I'm going to ever get to that point. Yeah. I think I'm always going to be ever evolving and ever chasing myself. Yeah. I'm not like looking at other people saying, I want to be like, bro, or I want to do it like this. I'm looking at myself saying, it's more in me. You yeah. know, I left some on the field. Yeah. Are you kind of that same way? Or? Yeah, I'm that same way for sure. Okay. I don't think enough is enough. Okay. Even when we think we, we can say that's enough, but it's but not doesn't enough. that contribute to the mental health a little bit because we're never satisfied or we never, I mean, is that contributing a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, again, I think it's more so boundaries, too. Like, okay, well, I'm going to get here, but then I'm going to take a break. Okay. And get back to it. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and a, and a break could be a day. A break could be a week. A break could be a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, get back to it, y'all. Don't just, like, give it up and just don't pick it back up. Get back on it. Just... I think you're going to be in situations where you're going to fall short. Like you said, man, summertime for any of them parents out there, you know you can't wait for them kids to go back to school so you can get back on your real routine and get back on your real regimen. So if you you are – are stuck or you find yourself out of your routine or find yourself out of your pattern, just get back on it. Yeah. Like that's just – it just almost seems like it's that simple. Is it that simple? It sounds more simple than it really is. Okay. You know what I mean? I think it's – it's just all about the motivation too, man, and, and where people, where people's mentals are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can do. Some people, you know, it might be harder for some people because they really do have to, they they live check to check, so they might have to go to work and they can't really focus on, you know, being creative or doing what makes them happy because they got to worry about paying these bills. Are you a TV watcher? Do you watch TV? Or I don't really watch too much TV. Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing, you know, as I talk to more and more, you know, professionals, it's like, it's those things, you know, that hour that you watched that show or those two hours that you was involved in doing those non-productive activities, yeah. um, you could have been working on your business plan for sure. or you could have been getting your business done. And my wife, shout out to my beautiful wife, she sometimes like, baby, I just need to turn this show on just so I can 
decompress. Yeah. So I don't want to say just all work, no play. Yeah. But I'm saying there's there's time in your day yeah. that you could give back to yourself. For sure. And and a lot of times we're finding ourselves spending and doing things that are not productive or not fruitful. Well, there, there's so many things that's not productive that people do. And I I'll try. I don't really talk about. I try not to judge. I'll just. Bro, I don't play video game. I ain't played. I don't. Game I, game. I just don't understand how. Can I say whatever on here? Whatever. I don't understand how a nigga broke and playing video games. Yeah. All that. It just makes no sense to me. Unless they you know playing video games for money, because I'm seeing that's, that's a, so that's I, what I only know one person who plays video games for money. Okay. And I gave him grace. He was like, okay, yeah. crack. Yeah, that's you now that's a saying? business for you. That's a business. But like you sitting over here playing video games all day, all I night. Just, I ain't you know, played one in probably ten years. I still might get at you in Madden. No, don't get yeah. don't get it twisted. Yeah. And you know, every now and then it's cool, but I don't understand how you how somebody could just spend so much time. Yeah. Doing that. And all that time, bro, you could have been building. You could have been writing goals. That you could have been building this plan, thinking about this. You could have been doing anything. You could have been working, making some money. I don't. I just. I don't get it. That never. That, I never understood that. Yeah, you I like that. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about like if you had some advice for a young creator, because again, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna like. Yeah, I ain't gonna let them box you and just calling you an artist. You ain't just an artist. You ain't just no entrepreneur. You're kind of a. I call you like a creator, definitely, or a creative. What, what's your advice for that young creative that's on their journey? They ain't cracked yet. Ain't nobody came up and asked them for an autograph yet. They, they ain't got booked. They ain't win the Westport Award. Like, what's some advice to some of those creatives that's on their way and on their journey to trying to get there? Man, I'll just say, um, just 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 keep being you, man. Don't be afraid to uh, write them ideas down. Don't be afraid to pursue whatever idea you have. Like, I don't think there's a dumb idea. It just, you know. It might not necessarily work. It might not work at that time. There is no, there is no dumb idea, man. Just keep, keep creating. I just say keep creating. Whatever that, whatever it is you create, just man, keep, keep creating. And uh, but what if it ain't popping? It. Like I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Just keep creating, but it ain't popping yet, and you feel like I just got on, and ain't nobody like my page, and, and ain't nobody supporting, and ain't nobody showing up, and I, I threw this event, and I put my money into it, and I still ain't got no, you know, return, and I'm, I'm running out of funds, like. I'm talking about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, fig well, figure out, figure do do your research. I feel like people don't do enough research nowadays either. Okay. I mean, do 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 your research. You could be creative, but do research on whatever you you know you're trying to do. Don't be afraid to don't be afraid to ask for help for sure. If you if you need some help, you need guidance, advice. Don't be afraid to ask for it. Um, yeah. I think we use each other sometimes to just talk about books. What book you reading, bro? You read this book? Oh my God, that's crazy, man! Like, be on thirst mode for knowledge. Yeah. Be on thirst mode to get yeah. information. Don't just like, oh, I, feel I got it. No, you ain't never got it figured out. No. You still got to always be trying to figure out what these new trends look yeah. like and what new, what's new and what's popping. You know. And that's why I said earlier, man. You just man, to to start any of this, you got to you have to want to do it. Yeah. Like nobody can make somebody go to the gym and work out like. They first have to want to do that. Yeah. Then you can help them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want to um, switch gears. This is a little fun segment I, I call End the Debate. Yeah. End the Debate. Um, because we always debate about these things, man, and I would love to get your take on some of these uh, deals. So I just want you to come up with a, the first answer that comes to your mind, Tone. Don't try to be all scientific and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just, just what's in your heart. All right? You down? Yeah. All right. Here we go. So – 
if you're on vacation, is it a beach resort or you want to hit the city? Beach. Beach resort. Beach. Okay. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Malcolm X. Tupac or Nip? Tupac. Oh, or Nip? Or Nip. <laughs> okay, you say I can't get. I just that one's tough. Ain't that one tough? That's tough. That's tough. Which one? Well, what are we talking about, though? Uh, who you rock with more? That's crazy, ain't it? And I, and, and I, Nips, this Pac 2.0 to me. He's yeah. just the so, more mature Pac. Yeah, Mike, and I, and I, and I, 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 might have to, I might have to say Nip. Because mm. I grew up on Pac, but I might have to say Nip only because of what his evolution. He had, his evolution. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I was like, I told my son one day, I was, a, I said, Nips one for me, Pac's two. He said, blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you, you know, you're talking reckless now, but I think his his impact on me was important. Yeah. Um, do you prefer to read a book or do you prefer to listen to the book? Um, I prefer I prefer to read it, although lately I've more been listening. I prefer to read it, though. I love reading a good book. I love turning pages. Yeah. I love how it feels when I'm at the last page right. and it's done. Yeah. But too. the Audible, I can get through more. Yeah. But I'm also realizing, bro. Sometimes I'm like, I gotta re listen to that chapter because I was just I was doing too much. I got yeah, distracted. It's on time. So when I'm reading, I feel like I'm way more intentional. Yeah. I'm getting way more out of it. Yeah. Uh, last one it, for you is a good night, a party at home or going out? At home. Party at home. Party at home. Yeah, this is this is so crazy. He's a DJ. He's in the club all the time. When I first started hanging with him, I thought this dude must love the nightlife. But he's really a homebody. Oh, Bruh, be at the crib. I'll be there. Yeah, that's what's I'll up. I'll be there for sure. Like, I, I prefer not to go out if I don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. This last little piece, man, I just want you to um, talk to the camera and just, you know, you're talking to the people. How do they support the DJ K-Tones Foundation? What are you doing in terms of your music stuff? Like, how do people get with you when they, if I want to book you for a DJ, what do I do? If I want to get with you on supporting your nonprofit, yeah. tell us how we can get a hold of you and how we can rock with you. So as far as DJ K-Tone, man, you could always find me on my socials, at DJ K-Tone. You can email me, DJ K-Tone Booking, at Gmail. Um, you can send me music, all that. I'm on, you can see what, what so I, I do have a lot of music coming up. I just did a, a album with my brother 5280 Mystic out of Phoenix. It's called Active and Overdue. It's on all social social platforms. Me and my brother Interstate Ike got this uh, Earth is My Turf 2, which is uh, part two of the original Earth is My Turf, which came out during COVID 2020. Um, so that's coming out uh, in, a, in a couple, in, in a month. Uh, you can follow. You can find me all in places: Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all that. Just search DJ K Tone. As far as the K Tone Cares Foundation, we really we couldn't do this. We can't do this without support and 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 you know donations and funding and the support of the of the people. So if if you do support uh, any of these efforts, go to the website ktonecaresfoundation.org. Check out what we do. Just look look us up. Talk to some of the kids whose lives we changed, we, we've impacted. We might have helped save some of, one of your kids' life, your nephew, your, your niece, or any, or anything. But ktonecaresfoundation.org, there is a donation link up there. Even if you can't donate with, with money, it's cool. If you can volunteer, if you can come. If you tell somebody about it that could, you know, possibly help or, or benefit from it, everybody's winning. ktonecaresfoundation.org. Check that out.
Love it, man. Well, I, I really appreciate it. This has been such a fun time for me, man. And it's, yeah. it's so good to see you. I'm so proud of you yeah. and all the all the growth that you've had. Um, y'all, this is this is a, a wrap on the Pro, Pro Formula um, podcast. I really appreciate everybody's time, and I look forward to seeing you all next time. Peace. Yeah.